0: and our only goal with this freaking fantastic podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen whether it's by laughing at us laughing with us or learning something new and helpful we hope you feel a tad more empowered lightened up and awesome 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 than you did before i've just moved or i guess i've already been there doing all my own sound effects
1: yeah they're they're perfect i don't think I could uh make what's it the
0: movie where he's like making his own side uh sound effects like new 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 what movie oh. is that I know, right? And they're like, he's making. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. I know what it is. It's Kronk in the Emperor's oh, New Emperor's Groove, groove. Yeah. when he's like, and and he the llama is mocking him. The Emperor mocking him, saying, "Look at this guy. He's making his own stuff." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <he's> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Glad. Woo. Glad we got through that. Welcome to episode seventy from our live podcast tour. And this is, I know I say this all the time, but I don't care. So good. How to take massive freaking action. Boom. Boom. Massive action. Okay. Let me tell you why you're going to love this episode. Luckily, also now it's from Legally Blonde where she goes... (laughs) You you pass Spanish by sleeping with your professor and she goes, "Yeah, luckily, her, she's talking about her lucky scrunchie. Sorry guys, I'm back on track. Okay, luckily, I work with Allison's brand school with people who are looking to take massive action. Luckily, I work in awesome on demand, my freaking phenomenal membership program which is so good. It's turning out like
1: It's good. It's so good.
0: With Amazing people who want to take massive freaking action. So, luckily for you, I know all of your common questions. By questions, I mean all of your common excuses. (laughs) <laughs> and so, what I did in this podcast episode is I took two of the most powerful—I'm calling them whoa men. Like I can't even like whoa men. Like women. Like whoa. Do you like that? Like Mike no? Myers. Like okay. Mike. Okay. Yeah, like Mike Myers. Man, quoted movies left and right here. Back in the game, Allison. Two of the most powerful like women I can think of who have taken some of the most massive, dramatic action you can possibly imagine. And then asked them, like, all of those common questions. That's what I did. Yeah. I feel so smart about it. Like, I feel so good because the answers that Jordan Fernie of Oh Happy Day and The Color Factory and Gabrielle Blair of Alt Summit and Design Mom Give in this interview are so good. The Q&A is so good. The tips they share are so good. I mean, I just, I love these live podcast shows so much. They were so fun. Yeah,
1: super inspiring. Th- these women blew me away.
0: Yeah, and um, this live podcast tour was seriously such a dream come true. I really hope you guys have been listening to all of these episodes, because all of the episodes are intended to help you get clear about the direction of your life. That's why we called it the Super Duper Fly Tour, get clear about the direction of your life. We had the absolute pleasure and honor of working with Alaska Airlines. They were so much fun to work with, such an amazing sponsor, and so we got to fly on Alaska Airlines. And we even got to fly that first class. I know I keep bringing it up, but I just, I I want to go back. I mean, it
1: is something to talk about. It was was so fun.
0: Even if you don't fly first class with Alaska. It's just
1: a fun airline.
0: It's so good. They're fun. Hey, you know what? They're fun.
1: And feeling good is fun.
0: (laughs) So check out alaskaair.com to see where you can book your next trip because they fly um, all along the West Coast. They can go to Hawaii, Costa Rica. We want to go to Costa Rica. Let's do it. Like... Seriously, let's go. Um, do you guys, who wants to go to Costa Rica with us? And then we could write it off. It will be so good. <laughs> um, one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is in this episode, Gabrielle Blair, who I lovingly refer to as Gabby talks a little bit about alt summit and I just wanted to bring this full circle for you guys is I have been attending Alt summit the blogging conference for oh Seven years six years.
1: I swear more than that. Well, because ginger
0: was I remember ginger was a baby So it has to be six or seven years
1: I've been attending. She's she's eight and a half. So so
0: a a while ago um, Gabrielle called me and she said hey Allison would you be interested in bringing your build an awesome brand workshop to Alt Summit and do a combo ticket where people can buy Build an Awesome Brand Workshop ticket, but then Alt Summit this year is six full days, so it's just one of the days that you would attend Alt Summit. You instead attend my amazing Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. Gabby has never done anything like that before. I've never done anything like this before, and I just wanted to share this. There were a lot of reasons to possibly say no. It's risky. It makes the ticket more expensive, even though you're saving money. When you buy the combo ticket, it's more expensive than our regular workshop because you're getting like two conferences and it's in Palm Springs. I just took a page from the Gabrielle and Jordan Fernie handbook took some massive action and said, yes, we are doing that conference and we just have a few tickets left. And I'm so excited about it.
1: And it's in Palm Springs.
0: It's in freaking Palm Springs. So if you've heard me talk about my build an awesome brand workshop, I just wanted to make sure that you guys don't miss out on that opportunity. But also more than that, Jordan talks about this in the interview. She talks about how taking risks, how the risk you take is directly proportionate to the payout. And I've just been thinking about that so much. And I have been looking to push myself to try new things and to take more risks. It's totally paying out and has been so much fun and I would freaking love for you to join us in Palm Springs. So you should go to allisonsbrandschool.com if you are interested because we really are almost sold out of tickets and I'm just super, super excited about that. So, as I was listening to this episode, I remembered, holy crap, we have the best download for this. And it's called my Done is Fun Action Plan. It's totally free and it takes what Jordan and Gabrielle are talking about and what me and Eric are talking about. It takes your project and helps you break it into small steps and put deadlines on it and ask you questions to like get you in a place so you can do the project. So again, it's totally free and you're going to get it by texting DONE IS FUN, all one word, to 31996. So that's gonna opt you into my Thought Nugget newsletter. Even if you're already subscribed, you can just text DONE IS FUN to 31996, and you're gonna get that DONE IS FUN action plan. Remember, insight is cute, but action is drop-dead gorgeous. We don't just wanna be cute. If you actually write things down, it is going to change things in your life. It's gonna help you be aware of your thoughts in a whole new way, so I really wanna encourage you not to just listen to the to this episode and get pumped up, but to get to the action plan, which again, is free, and to take action and write these steps down for you in your life. All right, now that you are pumped, you are psyched, you are ready to listen to Gabrielle Blair of Design Mom and Alt Summit and Jordan Fernie of Oh Happy Day and The Color Factory, and I do wanna say this, if you hear some jingling, it's Gabrielle's beautiful earrings that whenever I speak, people want to make me take off my earrings and it's like super annoying. So I wasn't going to make her take off her earrings, but you do hear.
1: <laughs> they're just like little tinklings,
0: They they like sound a fairy. Like, they sound like little wind chimes. Yeah, they're beautiful. And so that's what that is. And I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm going to need to welcome some really attractive women on stage, we have Gabrielle Blair of Alt Summit and Design Mom, and Jordan Fernie of Oh Happy Day and Color Factory. Now go crazy for both of them! Yes. yes. Up, 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 up. Gabrielle Blair and Jordan Fernie are first and foremost legends. That's it. Period.
2: I thought you were going to say sisters. I actually actually was going to say sisters. And then I was like, meh, sisters,
0: (laughs) blood, but legends. They are sisters. But here's how I chose people for the podcast tour. First criteria, do I want to talk to them? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. If I'm not interested in what they have to say, I'm not gonna put them on the podcast and certainly not going to put them on stage. Two, are they not only living their lives, like maybe, yeah, they can be killing it at business. That's awesome and great. They're not just killing it in business. I've worked with both of them. I've interacted with both of them for many years and they're genuine, authentic, gracious, giving people who have mentored me, and given a lot to me, not just in your business life, but in your friendships and in your families as moms and partners. You guys are both amazing and I really respect you. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Thank you. So, nice. if for whatever reason, you weren't gonna perk up your ears, I hope they're freaking perked right I just, now.
1: I just wanna echo, you've talked <clears throat> about them for a long time. I, yes. I had no idea, but they are legends. And I met <laughs> I met Gabby tonight, they're awesome.
0: I mean, I, I remember Jordan and I were talking about this <laughs> Gabrielle does Alt Summit blogging conference. And I remember feeling so insecure and so stupid going that first year. <laughs> I remember meeting Jordan and just weaseling my way into her heart. Well, I'm usually really awkward. And she was just like herself.
3: And I was like, "Oh, hey, weaseling.
0: <laughs> and then I liked her like really fast Jordan was really cool, so obviously. And then I remember it was maybe only my second or third year, and Gabrielle, I don't even know if you remember this. I think I've talked to you about it. I was asking you some questions. It's her conference. (laughs) Like a 700-person blogging conference with dozens of sponsors and so many things going on. And I had a couple of questions for her that I felt so stupid even asking. And she said, you know what? I'm actually going up to my hotel room. Why don't you just follow me? And I was like, Gabrielle Blair told me to follow her. So I followed her. And then I looked like a puppy. And then I went into her hotel room and sat down. And she brainstormed with me for like half an hour, (laughs) just giving me her undivided attention. That's one thing I love about you two both so much is not only do you take massive action in your life, you truly champion other people taking massive action in their life. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you about this topic because yes, you have these crazy, huge, wild successes, But you're also good people who aren't, like, making everyone in their life hate them. So, right? (laughs) And those are the type of people who I want to learn from. So I want to ask both of you, what is something big that you've done through small, like, seemingly small and
2: simple things? Um, So Allison prepped us ahead of time. (laughs) I'm really good. So I had a chance to think about this stuff. Um, One of the first things that came to mind was, a few years ago, I moved my family to France. And we have six kids, and at the time, a new baby. I had never lived in France before. And it was a totally overwhelming thing. Like, where are they gonna to go to school? Where are we gonna live? Can we even get permission to live there? Are we allowed to work or how does that work? What about bank accounts? I mean, all of it is so new and scary. And so I had to start breaking it down into tiny steps. So one of the first things we needed was passports for the kids, they didn't have them. And, but that even was overwhelming. Like just getting six kids to go get photos and whatever. Oh gosh, I can't get my, I won't take all three kids to the grocery store, right? No, no, like I'm no absolutely serious. Like.
0: I won't do it. I hear you. So you I hear them you. To
2: France. So you're having yeah, and you're having to figure this out. And so I had to even break that down into, okay, like what's this very smallest step? And it was like, let's look up the hours at the post office where I would get these passports, where I'd apply. Like yes. that was like something I could do right then. And basically if I if I can break it down into small enough steps that I can accomplish two or three of them immediately, then I've got some momentum. Now it feels like, oh, I'm accomplishing things. I'm marking things off the list. Let's go. So that's, that's probably one of the, the hardest things we did was just try to figure out, what are the steps to even get there?
0: Why did you move to France?
2: <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Do you even have to ask? <laughs> us? I mean, you mean, a reason to move to France? It sounds hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard, but um, we really wanted an international experience for our kids. My father-in-law was a linguist, so like learning a foreign language was a big deal to um, to my husband. And I had never learned a foreign language. I'd studied French for many years and could not speak it at all. <laughs> but um, anyway, so that was partly that. And it was also like, this is our chance. No one's in high school yet. It doesn't count. You know, school is really pretend until high school. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I agree. You might not think so if you have young kids, (laughs) but it does not matter. And um, (laughs) like as far as their records and where they'll go to college, it literally has no bearing. So um, this was our chance to like get out, um, do something um, with the kids before they were in high school. How long were you there? Well, we planned a year and then we said, well, just another six months and then another six months (laughs) and then another six months. And so we ended up staying there uh, two and a half years and then the three oldest kids have all moved back. For since. That's awesome. I
0: love that because it wasn't something you had to do it, but it was really hard. It was something you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And like, can anyone in here think of something hard that they want to (laughs) do? Right. That's amazing. So breaking it into those small steps. I love that. What about you, Jordan?
3: So, um, when I thought of this question, I was reminded. So at the very beginning of my career, I, I wanted to be self-employed and my husband did as well. And we were trying to figure out how to do that, and we had no idea. And I won some contest online that was, like, free financial plan or something. So I listened. I was like, okay, what is this? So we took it, and she told me two things that literally changed. But you applied for this contest. Yeah, it was, like, some magazine. It's when the Internet was, like, not owned by corporations. It was amazing. <laughs> um, you guys remember we all had blogs. And yeah. Yeah, things were great back then. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, so these two things completely changed our life and, like, the trajectory of our career. And they were really simple and... So the first thing she says is that you need to have a magic number. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, no, there's literally a number of money that you should have in your bank account that then you can quit your job. And I was like, wait, what? So she said, have six months worth of savings okay. in the account. And I was like, well, like at the time we were... Is it
0: like six months of what it would cost
3: you to live? Yeah. So okay. like figure out like uh, what you could survive. I'd have off to figure out like months months what it costs me to live. Yeah. is No, back. I mean, yeah, it's right. Right. not... <laughs> Oh, there's different levels and everyone has different a different number but um, what is it for you and yeah. so that's easier said than done like at the time we were we both had good jobs but we were like at the end of the month you always there was just never any money left um, yeah
1: was this pre-children yeah
3: okay. and and so then we so I was like well yeah cool just have six month savings yeah, yeah no problem like that was like a, not an easy thing for us at the time and so then she told me the second thing which was like key but she said okay get a, a bank account that do you guys know about they're like it takes like three days to transfer the money they're like far away bank accounts <laughs> yeah they make they're, it they're like high interest hard to take the money yes yeah, exactly and that's key yeah. because like you're not gonna be like oh shoot I'm gonna spend this thing because yeah. I like, see the money in my account, it's like far away. So it's hard to make impulse p- purchases. And then the key is, and it only works if you have like a regular paycheck coming in, if you are self-employed. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give up now. This doesn't work yeah. for you. Um, but we had regular jobs, so she's like, the day after you're, you get paid, do an automatic withdrawal and put it in that bank account far away. And I know it sounds like so dumb and I still think about it, like literally signing up for automatic withdrawal made it so so that I've had the career I've had and my husband's had the career he has had but like that's literally it and within two years we have enough saved up that we could quit our jobs and we went part time at first but I always think it's really interesting
0: because we're just not good
3: at saving but the computer is
0: it's- <laughs> yes <laughs> like Genuine, like, what starts to happen is, like, my jaw starts to drop because my mind is actually blown. I love how small and actionable those steps are. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you are self-employed... You can figure out other ways. You can figure out out a percentage. Yeah, you can figure out a percentage of every single check that comes in Mm -hmm. that you can put away. So I... I love that so much because, you know, we do the podcast and I do brand coaching (coughs) and I talk to a lot of people who want to do really big things. I think like the top excuse is I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Well, and money, people don't
3: talk about money. And like yeah. that, when she told me that, I'm like, tell everyone, because it's like automatic withdrawal. Yeah. It's super boring and it's super lame. And lots of people are like, yeah, I already knew about that. But I didn't know. We don't
1: know about it. I didn't not. know. Like it was- My jaw dropped, so.
3: To everything.
0: It that was, was like, not covered in, in the household. Yeah. 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 And I, I love how both what Gabrielle and Jordan, like what you both mm-hmm. said, it was like, look up the times that the post office opens. And I think, I mean, if I try, to sit back and like fathom how you two have accomplished as much as you've accomplished it's because you think like that figure out when the thing opens what's the next first step and i love that idea of the magic number and i think that magic number i i feel like that applies in a lot of different areas
3: what was interesting is we still felt just as poor every month like that's when we looked in the account, like it was getting bigger every month. And then once you start that momentum, it was like exciting. I remember my husband sold a painting and we were like, let's put it in savings. It's gonna increase the number so much. (laughs) Like it became a fun game. And like, once you have that momentum, it's it's really exciting to see how things just
0: fall into place. I love that. And I love like what you said about momentum. So speaking of momentum, something I also wanted you guys to talk about, because this is another question we get all the time, is, but what if I don't feel like it? Like, what if you don't feel like you want to take action? Do you always feel like taking action? You, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, it's like, I know that
1: sounds
2: absurd, but I think that people really think that.
1: Yeah, when you're not in the mood.
2: When you're not in the mood. Oh, that happens for sure all the time. Um, It happened today. There were some emails I needed to respond to about the conference, and there were ones you had to really think through, like, okay, I gotta look up this and this and this before I can even answer this question, and I was pretty distracted. I work at home, I know not everyone does. I have to do something physical for a break, so, and that doesn't not mean exercise. I'm not <laughs> exercise. I mean like, so I'll, um, I'll do like brainless house tasks that for me are brainless, like empty the dishwasher, throw in a load of laundry, make a bed, that kind of thing. Um, Because my brain can kind of work in the background and start solving the problem, start, okay, kind of crafting the email, thinking about things, thinking through issues while my body's just doing whatever. And then at the end, I feel like I was productive, like a load of laundry got started, so that feels really good. And um, versus like if I let myself uh, say I'm going to do something brainless but not physical, like I'm just going to watch another episode of... Shits Creek or whatever's awesome it's right really now. It's like
0: so good. So good. It really is. Or like
2: maybe just like hang out on Instagram for a quick second. Right. Then I'm not, I'm not feeling productive and I will for sure get sucked into this hole where like, you know, two hours later I'm like, crap, I never wrote the emails. But If I do yeah. the physical thing, it has a beginning and an end. I do my little task. Okay. I'm ready, and I can go sit down again. It doesn't always work, but it worked yeah. today.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that because I feel like you're not just sitting around berating yourself for not doing the thing. Yeah. So, Jordan, what do you—I so, mean, you just feel like working all the time, right? Yeah. I never have that problem. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Um, So, like, a lot of times I try to figure out what what part of this is holding me back. So, problem solve. So, like, for example, if I just feel, like, crappy about myself, then I'll— try to do something nice for someone or even just like give someone a compliment or if I don't feel if I just am in a bad mood I'll go do self-care so there's this time massage place on Valencia Street <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> lady like walks on my back and I come out feeling a new woman I'll go eat a piece of cake at a 20th century cafe I took out oh my gosh oh, yes so good wait like literally like, let's plug here. it do you, you guys know go. this place 20th century cafe it's so, so life changing you, yeah. it feels like you're in Europe and you go in and these ladies they're, they have baby bangs, baby bangs. they were cute and they just lovingly make you cake and they serve it to you <laughs> and I'm not no, joking that so... many an afternoon when I was depressed just eating cake watching the ladies with baby bangs make me <laughs> uh, it's a real place it's, it's in the Hayes most Alley. delicious
1: food and it's really somber in there you just sit there, so there and
3: it's like it's my heaven <laughs> so maybe it's you
0: Going for a good cry, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah it's, I'm it's like bad.
3: always there,
0: so <laughs> so I love that the self care, taking care. But I think the thing that you hit on too is identifying what part, yeah. Sometimes it's just like I'm not inspired,
3: and if that's the case, then I'll go out and shop or not like buy things, but like go out and see what's out in the world. And so it kind of depends, like, what part of this is or why.
0: And yeah,
1: I like how you guys both talked about doing like simple things right at first, which I know. When you're not in the mood it's hard to get started mm-hmm. but i've noticed when i have something big to tackle if i'll just like pull out a tool or pull out something and start yeah you can easily your mood is like way more likely to change if you just make that one small one small action
0: i love that okay so basically what i did when i thought of these questions was like everybody's excuses <laughs> right so the first the first excuse is i don't know what to do the second excuse so like How do you get started? The second excuse is, well, what if I don't feel like it? (laughs) Well, then you probably don't really want it. Yeah. Do you really want it? Like, I I love that, like asking why. I think the third common issue I have that I hear people commonly have with taking action is I am taking action, but it's not working. Mm. Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) And so I'd love to hear you guys share your thoughts on essentially, how do you know when to hold them and know when to fold them?
2: <laughs>
0: no when to walk away, no when to run. You know, um, how do you make that up? You know, and like not quitting, or is it walking away and quitting? I think this is just such an interesting idea of sometimes when do you let it go, or you pivot. Have you had experience with There's that? There's a really good um, This American Life about quitting,
3: and wh- when it's a good thing to quit. It's Ooh. actually really interesting.
2: We'll link to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, why don't you go first? Um, so. Mm. I love this question. The thought that came to me was a goal I had to abandon in August that I had worked really hard on. So I, my 12th anniversary of Design Mom, my blog, was uh, this summer. And- Woo!
0: That's it. Sharing is caring. Come on. <laughs> 12 years of sharing yourself online. Wow. Guys, that's Come on. pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> she, You are the OG. For sure. Yeah.
2: For sure. So to celebrate, I had been getting a lot of requests to do a Design Mom podcast where I talk about some parenting and design and that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for my 12th anniversary. That's how I'll celebrate. So I hired a, a team that could help me kind of consult through it and do all the editing. And I announced it to my readers and it said, help me name it. And I bought a professional microphone and learned how to do all the equipment so that I could record it kind of mm. uh, off-site and send it in. And I sent in some voice samples and they, you know, helped me make sure my recording was just right. And I had really made a lot of progress. And the idea was going to launch in August and I had announced that. And then I, I couldn't. My time just. Took over. I mean, like, my schedule just uh, didn't work out. So I had a big family event. My my son came home. He'd been on a mission for two years. Then we had a big trip. Then I wrote this viral Twitter thread that ended up, like, taking over my life for a few weeks. And then I had—
0: the best thing that will so ever read in your entire it's life? It's about How irresponsible— no, Has anybody
2: read it? Oh. <laughs> And it is so good no like really, really tell good. them where they can find yeah. it um, you can find it on medium or design mom or it's pinned at to the top of my thread and what for um, if you went to my twitter thread went to at design mom <laughs> it's the top tweet oh yeah or if you looked up irresponsible ejaculation <laughs> Yeah. Um, <but laughs> it's so good it's so good um, and then I went to Australia to read the twitter thread anyways just all this stuff came in yeah there's no podcast mm-hmm. yet like I got this close and didn't I mean had to table it and mm-hmm. what I I do in that kind of situation is. Um kind of become like a spin like a PR spin person but to my own head because I feel so crappy so I'll, so I'll just have to you know August was a stupid time to launch a podcast like I'll talk myself into how dumb it was and that really I should do it in December or January for sure like I this you know, the it, <laughs> is this sound little like, little like, like lovingly like rubbing daily, my back yeah. like,
1: <laughs> always talking ourselves into yeah I for <laughs> sure
2: am like my own spin doctor for sure when I'm yeah. failing at something I'm like the readers will understand and like I'll explain and basically, I have to talk myself to that. Otherwise, I will fall into like pit of despair, and I um, just feel like, why am I? Why do I mess up everything? Why in the world did I pick August in the first place? I didn't have to pick August. I could have picked a less busy time. And anyway,
0: when did you shift from trying to make it happen, trying to make it happen, to I have to be real with myself? There's no way this can happen because I think that letting
2: go point yeah. can be really hard for, for a lot sure. Of and a lot of times, I hold on till the very last minute. It, right. So yeah. it's like, um, I, I it's on my to do list. Okay, do this next step and it gets moved to the next day, and then it gets moved to the next day. And it gets, yeah. And then the due date's on the calendar and it's getting closer and closer. And the night before I'm like, I can I'll make it happen. I can make it happen. And then I'll wake up and be like, Yeah, it did it didn't happen. So I'll hold on to it till the last So you minute, don't basically. let it go is what you're saying. No, right until, until like, like some I have of to. Outside deadline forces you
0: to let it Absolutely. go Absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Which is never, never let go, I guess <laughs> is the I
2: don't know that that's helpful. That's reality. No,
0: but I do think it's helpful because you do accomplish and achieve a lot. Um, and when you can't, you don't let it own you, which I can't say.
1: You're, um, you're doing so well at it. I'm doing
2: better. Better. I'm doing so much better. Well, yeah. it definitely helps if you're doing a lot. I, if I can look back at the month and go, well, it's not like I was, like, doing nothing. I did yeah. a ton in August. I just didn't make time for that.
0: Yeah,
3: I love that. Jordan? So I was thinking about this, and I don't know, I got a sexy (laughs) voice all of a sudden. (laughs) I'm I'm rubbing off. I love it. (laughs) I was normal literally like 30 (laughs) minutes ago. Now it's this. Um, So, yeah, for me, I try to problem solve. Like, that's how my brain works. So why isn't the thing working? And I try to dissect it. So for me, I was thinking of—so I had gotten the idea for Color Factory, like— of February last year, I started working on finding a space to do it in, and for some reason, I couldn't. I, like I had a budget set aside, I was like thought it was a lot of money. Yeah, and I was calling all the real estate agents, and literally no one would give me the time of day. And Allison, who I work with, I was like losing it, and because usually things, if I put enough energy towards it, it'll yeah. work out. It wasn't working out. Like I, and I would like. <laughs> literally lay on the ground in my office and cry and I'm like that never I- happens at my office <laughs> no. Yeah, um, and I was like should I give up like should I move on to the? because there was 20 yeah. other projects I wanted to do should I give up on this idea and Allison who works with me she's like you know I know you and it like it's gonna bug you if you don't keep trying so I was like okay I'm gonna try it a little bit more mm-hmm. and so what I I talked to a real estate agent friend and she's like well oh you know that they're ignoring you because yeah the owner might want to rent it out but The agent doesn't have a reason to introduce you because they don't get paid for, like, temporary Mm -hmm. rentals. Uh So once I realized that, I bribed the real estate agents. It worked. I found a place really fast. But, like, figuring, like, dissecting that. So, again, take takeaway is bribes work. Yeah. But, no, but yeah. so, honestly, like, I was like, why isn't anyone talking to me? At yeah. Time? And I was like, take me seriously. Like, they would all just kind of blow me off. And I was like, what? Am I doing something wrong? Anyway, it honestly took me, like, six weeks to figure out why that was happening. And then I was able to circumvent it. So, but then there really is times when yeah, move on, like, move on. At some point, there is a thing where I'm like, I spent six months, like, time to go do something else because either yeah, let the dream die or maybe I'll do some version of it later or, yeah. I mean, at some point I have people I'm responsible to so you kind of have to move on. But. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that because I think how I would have handled that situation <laughs> is obviously the universe doesn't want this to happen because real estate agents think I'm an idiot mm-hmm. and so I should die. It's no. amazing. Yeah.
1: To, <laughs> six weeks, I mean, that's that's admirable to no, do. Yeah, for, one, that is for one aspect of the business.
0: All I did for
1: every single
0: day
3: it was like soul crushing I mean, <laughs> but like color factories completely changed my career my
0: whole entire life so it wasn't gonna come easy no but i i think the the underlying principle that like for me i'm personally taking away is i would take it personally yeah and (laughs) i did it and and you did at first the crying but then it wasn't personal at all yeah and that's what i they're just just greedy terrible people yeah that's what it is. But. That's the takeaway. That's the thing that I keep coming up again, again and again. When we're trying to take massive action and things aren't working out for us, it feels very personal. But yeah, I do think there's an important thing about like
3: just trying iterations so like yes. if it doesn't work you try the next thing you try mm-hmm. the next thing you try the next
0: thing mm-hmm.
3: and I mean like my whole career has been you know yeah. okay, you come, okay let's try this okay let's, yeah. oh, this didn't work so good okay this did work okay let's try more of this and like I'm constantly yeah. doing that
0: yeah I did a reader survey recently and I said if you could ask me a question what would it be and someone said do you kind of feel crazy because you've done so many things like you did cookies and <clears throat> parties and branding <laughs> I didn't respond but I like because it was a survey, but I wanted to write her back and be like, who's the crazy one who remembers everything I've done? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Because, because the goal was to build something. I wasn't sure what it was, and so I had to try all of these different things. Well, and you got to try stuff.
3: Like you got to put yourself out there. Like the people, it's hard, and people are scared of failing, and people don't dare to take risks. And that is the key. If I'm feeling uncomfortable, then I know I'm
2: in. Stretching.
0: You're stretching. I know I'm I'm Did everybody get that? If you're feeling uncomfortable, yes. Okay. So I talked to these beautiful babes beforehand, and I wanted you guys to have, and we're gonna wrap up with five tips from Jordan and Gabrielle, and then we're gonna move into QA. I loved this tip from Gabby. It was start before you know what you're doing.
2: Yes. Um, I feel like one of the biggest strengths of the internet compared to pre-internet time is the internet is changeable instantly. I was a serial entrepreneur before the internet, and I remember doing a little storefront shop and having to get a sign and um, business cards, and you're committed. Like, you can't change the name or the topic or whatever. Yeah. Like You've spent all your money on that. With the internet, that's not true. So if you start your, I want to I run a, a shop with pet products or whatever, and then find out, yeah, I don't actually like doing that, it's going to be a blog stuff it, you can, and it's, yeah. it's it's instant. And except for an unusual reader that tracks everything you've ever done, um, which no means one's paying you're doing attention. something right. By the way, I would, I would rather do that. I'm like, but in general, no one cares if you to- completely shift gears. They absolutely yeah. are not bothered by it at all. And if it's if it's early on, there's no one reading yet anyway, or no one shopping yet yeah. anyway. So you can just experiment to your heart's content, and um, and you couldn't do that before. So take advantage of that. Kind of grab your spot. If you have a good idea, even if you don't know what it is, announce the event you're going to do before you know where it is, or when it is, or what it's going to be. Yeah. And then
3: you work toward that. Uh, and I talked to a finance guy once who gave me the advice. He's like, always try something the fastest, easiest way first, and then if it has traction, then you're like,
0: oh, then invest,
2: invest yeah.
0: in it. I love that the minimum cool. viable product cool. totally right. And sometimes I don't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. sometimes I'm like, sometimes hey, I want it to I? Be pretty. And so, <laughs> <What> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> (laughs) So that start before you know what you're doing, I feel like our second tip we've talked about a lot, break it down. Yeah. Break it down into tiny parts. So I think that's a really, like, break it on down. Mm -hmm. That's a really good takeaway. And Gabrielle, this was your other tip that I love so much, and I'm just going to cue it up for you with take your meds.
2: (laughs) Take your meds. I don't know if any, you don't have to raise your hands, but I take my meds. If you don't take your meds, call your... Therapist, or your sister, or whatever it is you do. If you are not, if you're going to sit and just beat up on yourself, you're not going to work effectively. You're going to lose a lot of hours. So, if you're in that kind of headspace, do whatever you need to do to get out of it. And then, you know, whether that's taking your meds or calling someone who loves you, because you'll be so much more efficient. If you're not using, you know, 95% of your brain to tell you, tell yourself how dumb you are and how you're a failure.
0: It really is like trying to play baseball with a broken arm. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I've been reading this awesome book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. The power of really examining your brain, treating your brain well, feeding it well, because it is what he was talking about in the book, it. It's one of the only things we treat without actually looking at it. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. They don't like, you know, give you um, something for your arm or your hand without x-raying it and looking at it and looking at the bones. And when it comes to our mental health, we go and we talk to someone for maybe five minutes and make these big decisions Mm -hmm. when we might need to be examining even deeper what's going on here. Mm. And it is an actual part of your body. You're not crazy. (laughs) Like, I love that. Take your meds self-care, talk to your sister, whatever you need to do. Now, Jordan, you have something that I've actually shared on the podcast before that you share all the time and you have it in your house. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So it basically I always like get an idea and then I find
3: myself in situations where I've bitten off more than I can chew. <laughs> and everyone around me is like, <laughs> cool. So I realized that I was I came up with some, I don't know if you call it a mantra or whatever, but it's nothing will make you feel better than doing the work. Mm -hmm. And I have a sign because, like, I try to avoid, I'm like looking for any way around. When you finally realize you're like, I just gotta dig in and do it, there's something. It's like, okay, fine. So, nothing will make you feel better than doing the work. Than doing the work. Is that what it is? It's um, nothing will make you feel better except doing the work
0: nothing will make you feel because you're like trying to like okay could I I get
3: her to do it no okay (laughs) like I'm always looking for ways to get around well and I think the
0: thing we like to do the most is talk to everybody about why we can't do it or why it's not happening
1: or the perfect way to do it or
2: how hard it it
1: is
0: (laughs) or I could never possibly do it because it won't turn out the way that I think it will so give up all hope now Um, I love that so much. And so we're going to give the fifth and final tip. And this is another motto. You actually had a cookie. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
3: think it's like a Facebook motto too, but But it
0: doesn't matter because it's my screensaver.
3: I love it. And it's something I feel like I've really learned about the last few years. And that's about taking risk. And it's called, it says fortune favors the bold. Yeah. So it's like, being risky and being bold and taking those big steps is how the good things happen. And it's something that I didn't understand because I would kind of get brave and, and take a take a risk and be like, okay, worst case scenario is this. Okay, but this could happen. Okay. And I would do it and then it would work out. And yeah. sometimes it would be average, but um the last few years I realized like I actually ax- with Color Factory, I didn't realize how big of a risk I was taking? I like had done the numbers and I was like, I think this will be fine. We'll be fine. And then like three weeks before it opened, I was like, mortgaging my house. I was like, well, no, no, Fargo. no, no. This is a
0: true story. I was like, Hi, I'd like to mortgage story. my house,
3: please. And they're like, oh, that's not like something you can just do in one day. And I was like, so I need the money now. Can we just do it now? And it was really stru- and like looking back, I would have never taken that risk if I'd known I was going to be there <laughs> trying to mortgage my house. Ended yeah. Figuring out money from somewhere else, but um, yeah. But like that completely changed our life by taking that risk, and and it. What I didn't realize, I knew that um, risk was important, but what I didn't realize is that the risk is directly connected to you, the amount of success you have. But also, it could be also be your failure, and but it's hundred percent connected, and that's why it's scary. Mm-hmm. And my I have a CFO guy, and he said, "Well, it's interesting because if you're too risky." you'll fail, right? Like, you have to be cautious. Like, it is, you can't just be like, this will work. Like, it could fail. Yeah. So you do have to be scared and respect it, but there's also the other side where he's like, I know people who are risk-averse and the opportunity is right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just Mm -hmm. passes them by. And so you'll also fail there because you don't
0: take the risk. It's like, either way you're going to (laughs) fail, you might as well fail up. Well, you have to, you have to be smart about it and you have to
3: take risks and figure out ways that make you feel more comfortable taking risks, but they're, like, it is directly connected to how successful you'll be is how that uncomfortable feeling and it's happened yes. so much now that like when it's happening I'm like here it is again it's
0: coming no but- I literally have the exact same thing where I'm like this is the uncomfortable part like you just brace yourself it's terrible for it. it's terrible yeah. but I also know that like it's
3: usually a sign I'm on the right track and that it could fail, but there's probably, like... Oh, but it's rough.
2: It could be really successful. I'm it, in the middle of it right now. Really We're having a big hunt. expansion, and I'm like, oh, just make it for few more months. <laughs> it's
3: <Yeah>. it's <laughs> terrifying, It's and that's why most people don't do it, is because
0: it's really hard and scary,
3: but... It's worth it.
0: Yeah. It is. And that's how you take massive action. And then the then I like to start to seeing Wilson Phillips, hold on for one more day, <laughs> right? Because that's the only way to get through it is one more day. So I'm going to recap those five tips for you. And then we're going to move into Q&A. Um, and we had you guys ask those questions ahead of time. So how to take massive action. This has been so good. I'm like, Thank are you guys you. feeling inspired? You. Are you feeling like you can take some massive action? Who feels overwhelmed? No, seriously, I mean, remember, remember the first thing we talked about, how could this serve me? How could this serve me? And so instead of feeling the overwhelm, instead of giving into the fear, when we talk about taking massive action, follow the tips. And one of those tips was first break it into the small steps, Mm -hmm. break it into the small steps. Another tip was exactly what you're going to do. Start before you know what you're doing. I love that so much. Self-care, take your meds get your mind right. That's one of the most important parts of taking massive action. Because I, for six months, seven months, took massive action event after event while I was just having anxiety attack after anxiety attack. Who does that help?
1: You crashed.
0: I crashed, I crashed hard, right? And what I did is I just let, I let anything go that I couldn't do anymore. And I don't consider it quitting and I don't consider it, it wasn't quitting and it wasn't failing. It was just getting to the next level of what I wanted to do. And if I hadn't let those things go, we literally wouldn't be here right now. (gasps) because yeah like Like a quiet (laughs) I loved loved sexy (laughs) voice yes Um, because when I let those things go and and got quiet and it's good and asked myself what I wanted it was to start this podcast and then I love your nothing will make you feel better except doing the work as the fourth tip and the fifth tip is fortune favors the bold so I just want to give Gabrielle you guys are staying up here for Q&A but I want to give them a huge thank you I love what we're talking about good you guys are so smart like i'm Thank so excited okay so um michelle okay.
2: what the hell michelle look you were already ready i was ready <laughs> i'm looking for Brienne. wish wish sorry i thought it was a w gave it up
0: you look so good I why wouldn't you want to stand up Yeah. All right, the sky's the limit,
2: Alaska, right? Okay, yeah. How do you politely tell someone to suck it when they think your dream is just too big? Oh.
0: Is anyone else excited to hear the answer to this question? Okay, that's why asking questions is so great because you're never, ever the only one with your problem or that question. So thank you so much for that. So how do you tell people to suck it? No, that is literally all I do all day long. I'm not joking.
3: No one believes in your thing, and you have to like. That's literally all I do is try to explain how it's going to work, and people dismiss you, and you're like, "Well, it's gonna." I don't care. Yeah, you um, don't know me. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's hard to explain, but like that's literally Uh, my job.
0: Is I wake up every day and try to. What about for somebody who? And I think honestly, that's one of the reasons you've both been successful. Um, You don't know me. But what about when it's somebody you really care about or somebody whose opinion really matters to
2: you? So I feel like if you're going to be a kind of project entrepreneurial kind of person, which we're one of, we're two of eight kids and everyone in our family's like this. So you learn this pretty Young, probably if you're one of us, but um, if you haven't learned it yet, you learn who to talk to and who not to. I know who's going to cheerlead me. I know who's going to shoot me down, and I don't tell them my ideas. Like I know it's going to just suck all the energy out of my, all the energy out of me, and it's going to just like ruin it. So I try to avoid that. And if you've if you've got the person in your head that you're like, I'm going to tell them, and they're going to suck this idea. You know, they're going to tell me it sucks. Don't tell them. Find someone else to tell. That's going to be a cheerleader, in. I happen to be married to a cheerleader, Ben Blair, and he's that way for everyone in his life. So any idea you have, um, and if you told it to him, he'd be like, oh this is gonna make so much money I am so excited for you Wait, and I, be like, I, I want his number oh yeah. yeah and like and if you got into like medical school he would feel like he got into medical school like he just yeah. like is that person so I'm very lucky um, but you gotta find who that is for you if it's a neighbor or a friend or, or whoever and avoid the people that are sucking it away from you do not tell do not share your magic with them even good. if it is it. your partner right I, like you don't have to bring
0: your newborn baby idea and let them sneeze all over it <laughs> and it and it Doesn't mean you don't have a close relationship with your partner. I think it's a very, it's a very vivid vivid graphic. Yeah, Uh, I thought of that. The other, I was talking. I think I was talking to Nichelle. What the hell, Nichelle? And I said, it's just like this new idea is like this little newborn that was just born. I'm gonna take it to church, and people are gonna sneeze all over it. And I don't think that means that they don't care about you or they don't love you because often it's the people who love and care about you the most who sneeze all over your beautiful, precious new. Idea, right?
2: Um, they might just be kind of a risk-averse personality, yeah. so they're yeah. trying to protect you. They maybe not. There's maybe no negative anything behind it.
1: Well, most of the time, it's but, their own problem and how they've. Oh, it, it's, or, it's always their yeah, own problem yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. And so I think, like, to get to the like, how do you tell them
0: to suck it? Mm-hmm. Is essentially you say in your head, "Suck it. I'm never going to talk to you about that again." <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> But also, I think what happens a lot of the time is we just really want that affirmation from everyone else that this is a good idea. And honestly, like, you just don't know. Nothing will make you feel better except doing the work. Not everyone telling you it's a good idea. Not everyone telling you it's going to make a million dollars. But just putting your head down and just getting it out. I mean, I care it's what
3: certain people are. Oh all, yeah. If I know, so I'm like, oh, they know. And I care about their feedback. So that's, like, important to me. But yeah, if I know somebody's risk averse, they're going to be like, well that seems unsafe and I'm like yeah well yeah I listen to what you said I wouldn't ever take any opportunity but yeah. I will say that like when people tell you like that's not gonna work or I'm not gonna give you that thing like you don't take no for an answer you gotta do it and I know it's hard but like that is you have to like steal yourself and be ready I like you're okay, such a she's such what
0: I a do. baller right no. I mean, you can
3: use you're so saying, like, listen I got this fight. it really not, so I got this perfume like this was a year and a half ago yeah. in New York it's gonna be good I guess <laughs> okay yeah. but they it's like this like bougie place Anyway, they like make you a custom label. Ooh. They're like, what would you like on it? And they like, <laughs> usually you put your name or whatever, but I was like, put world domination. Yes. <laughs> but I am not kidding you. Every morning I get ready, and the last thing I do is I pick up my perfume, and it says world domination on it. And I look at it, and I think about it, and I put it on and I'm like, let's do this. I love it. <laughs> but I'm not, I literally, I, I literally do that every day, and it's dumb, but like, it honestly, like, that is how you get your thing done, you're like, yeah. come at me. Like <laughs> it's kind of true. It like
0: really are these not the best people in the whole world to ask these questions to? Like you guys are the best. Okay, I think let's do one more. One more.
2: Erica, I don't have a last name. Are there multiple Erica's? That's you. Is there only one? No other Erica's It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: come in Okay, let's give it up Erica. for Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I'm so excited to see you guys up on stage. Yay!
2: Yay!
0: And I love the color factory, by the way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so how do you find the motivation to make the leap into doing something that makes you truly happy? Mm.
1: I would say, for me, it was the disgust of doing something I didn't want to do. That was more powerful. Mm.
0: I think if you need motivation to do something that makes you truly happy, um, the bigger problem is not motivation. The bigger problem is why aren't you giving yourself permission to do something that makes you happy? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you think you should do things that make you happy? What does being happy actually mean to you? I always say clear definitions equal freedom because you might walk around saying, I just wanna do what makes me happy, which is a lot easier than trying things out to know if they make you happy or don't make you happy. Because I've done a lot of things that I thought would make me happy that did not make me happy. we have a whole podcast episode on this about motivation that we think we need motivation and other people have more motivation than you and it's it's not motivation it's just small and simple actions I think I don't know what do you think on that
2: um I wish I had something brilliant to add to it I think that was no okay Apparently,
0: I had a lot to do. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's awesome. I mean,
3: I think it's what I was saying, risk. Yeah. Like, that's just part of, like, being, like, uncomfortable, and it's really scary, and it's hard, and you should be careful with it, but also, that is the only thing that will take you to the next level. It yeah. It is the only thing, and don't try to, like, if you keep doing the same thing, it won't, you won't get there. You have to do that scary thing.
0: So I think if one. I was going to, I love that, like, what's going to take you to the next level, and I think for Jordan and I, like, probably the worst case scenario for us would be not bumping to the the next level like right so that I mean we can psychoanalyze ourselves later but mortgaging my house would have been yeah but the reason why I say that is what you need is a leverage point Mm -hmm. right something that is going to make you more uncomfortable than being uncomfortable doing the thing you want to do. And it might be the thought that I'll die and never I, I, and never have done this or I'll fail in the face of my family. For, for me, it's that personal growth. That's what drives me. But I think maybe trying to, like if you're going to walk away tonight, I would say identify your leverage point, the thing that takes it from a should to a must. And just do that by asking yourself a series <coughs> of questions. What if this never happened? What do I want people to say at my funeral? Like I take it real deep, real fast okay but like, <laughs> you're like terrified no we're doing something together here yes okay I, I yeah. have one thing so
2: <laughs> I, was, I thought of one too
3: okay. so <laughs> I had new podcast us okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah so I had I just sold my car and so I just posted this on Instagram but so I had this cute little red vintage Fiat it's so really cute. it's like it looks like, it's, like clean it's it with a baby and Pinterest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so I had wanted one for ten years. I always tell this story, I had wanted one for ten years, and I would like post pictures of it. I would look on eBay for them. But like there was always good reasons not to buy it. Like one, we live in San Francisco, there's nowhere to park. We already have one car that we have to park on the street, so it's like I'm not gonna do two. Yeah. We don't have a lot of money, so it's like cool, now you just take it in all the time and pay for the, you know, they're not reliable. So it would like like all these reasons and I I would keep wanting it, but like I would never give myself permission to do it. And then one day I accidentally bought it on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. It's a long story, but I'll tell it some other time. But um, I was like, oh crap, I bought this car. And I came in and told my husband, I was like, I think I accidentally bought this car. And he was kind of mad, but um, he's (laughs) up there. Um, But okay, so I got it. And I'm like, driving around, you guys, this car made me so happy. Like, everywhere I went, everyone's like, ah. And I was just like, like, it made me in a happy mood every time I drove it. it yeah. Like, But every single thing that I was scared of happening totally happened. Like, yeah, that yeah. I, I did bring it in it was annoying to park all the things but like I was so shocked at how happy I was and it's like you know what you want like you you think about it and it's like the thing that stressed me out was like holy crap I was like stopping myself from being happy for like 10 years and I started being like what else am I like holding myself back at and it's like life is short like freaking buy those plane tickets dye your hair like whatever is that thing that you want that you're scared of you gotta just do it
2: did you have something you wanted to add? yes I just was remembering uh, when I had one of those sort of vision moments and it was at a closing keynote at Alt Summit and El Luna was speaking and it was she's very, you know, find your purpose, touchy-feely, which I don't always respond to. And I was, but I stayed in the front row, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do the exercises. I'll do the stuff. We were kind of trying to find our purpose or like what would be our thing. I I start writing it down and realize like, oh, I know what it is. Like, I've got it. Like, my my thing is I'm supposed to amplify women's voices. I'm supposed to give a platform to women. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do, which is all I do with yeah. Design yeah. Mom and Alt Summit. And that just changed everything. It first made me super happy and, and made me have much more purpose in the work I was already doing and have true joy in what I was doing. Yeah. And so I guess my, my takeaway from that is, find, you know, it's worth doing the touchy-feely work, the inner work to find the purpose. Yeah. And when you find it, you'll know. Like, it's going to, like, kind of come over you and you're going to go, like, Oh, yep. And it'll feel like this confirmation of what you're supposed to do.
0: I love that. You guys are genius. You guys, this has seriously been so good.
1: Okay, that was awesome.
0: Wait, we didn't even talk about how in San Francisco, what happened right before the show.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, the fire.
0: Okay, there was a... there was faux fire. A faux fire, like something burned in a toaster. And literally, there was a line. We were at this um, really cool, like, Fort Mason theater thing. So there's this line going down the stairs we have to evacuate the entire building like right before the we're supposed to open the doors. Yeah. And so the way that the... Super Duper Fly Podcast Tour worked is people had was it like a half hour or an hour?
1: I don't remember. I, I it don't was even one, remember
0: Before the show started, and we would partner with amazing people in each city. So Perfectly Posh was one of our sponsors, and they would pamper everybody with face masks and lip stuff and just all these amazing products. And so we actually have an opportunity for you guys to win some of that product. So sit tight, and I'll tell you about that. But the other thing that we did that was so fun is we partnered with local bakers or treat shops or bakeries in each city to help us pamper people (laughs) and give people treats, but also to partner with these awesome local bakers.
1: You just can't not help make it a party, whatever you're doing.
0: Well, and then we had a bunch of soda. Yeah.
1: There's always treats. There's always soda.
0: And so it was really important to me. And so what we had in San Francisco were the most delicious, adorable sugar cookies from XO Bakes. And I just wanted to, Throw that out there. If you need sugar cookies for a party or you need really, really beautiful cookies, you have to check out XO Bakes. That's her Instagram handle or XOBakes.com. And I forgot to tell you guys about the person we had in Los Angeles because it was seriously life changing and magical. So we had Alicia Loves to Bake in Los Angeles. So if you're in Los Angeles, listen up. She did rainbow tiered shot glass cakes in rainbow macarons. And so again, it's this week is Valentine's so those are our people in Los Angeles and San Francisco. We thank them so much. And if you want to find Alicia Daniels in Los Angeles, it's Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, loves to bake. And so be sure to look for XO Bakes or Alicia Loves to Bake if you're in San Fr- California girls, listen up. We've got the most delicious treat people. And I'm going to link to them on my Instagram too. Do you, did you get any of those treats? Or yeah. Or were you just were, hidden from them?
1: Well, the presentations were unbelievable. They were so cool. And then they're just as delicious. It was fun.
0: It seriously was so fun and like it just meant so much to me, like how much each individual baker put into really creating something beautiful. Yeah,
1: you could feel the love for Like sure.
0: we put our heart and soul onto the podcast tour and they did that too. And so I really, really would love if our awesome empires could support these women who are taking massive action in their life. Ooh, this is a fun full circle moment. <laughs> so if you're in San Francisco and Los Angeles, we will link to those in the show notes on the AllisonShow.com. And now to win those posh goodies, those perfectly posh goodies you're going to read a review this person will be winning a custom allison show and perfectly posh fanny pack full of perfectly posh product and then leave a review this week guys and we'll pick someone next week to win another fanny pack
1: this is, there are so many good ones. Um, this one's from Liz Palmer, 1112. She says, I've been listening to Allison with one L and Eric two for a year and a half. I'll be honest. Life would be much harder right now if I didn't have this podcast. Allison and Eric have been my literal life awesome coaches for over a year, and they have helped me through my latest trauma by giving me actual steps of what to do when I feel like I'm dying inside. And yet somehow I'm still breathing in alive, especially episode 59. They have given me the strength to know that I might not get to choose what's forced upon me, but I get to choose how I respond to it versus react to it. And that's episode 55. She's like labeling all these episodes. She really is a student. This is awesome. They have helped me stay in my present and find joy in my journey through a gratitude practice. Episode 23. There are times that I just need to take a freaking pep talk and Allison is still there giving it to me and you in episode 61. <laughs> when I wasn't going through something so heavy and hard, they have been giving me tools and motivating me to be a better human. So basically what I'm saying is that this podcast is for you. Whatever stage in life you're in, they got you. Eric will bring the music and the smooth and sly truth bombs that will sink into your soul. And Allison will bring the energy, love, unconditional support, and the truth explosions that will ring from ear to ear until you freaking listen to her. You have nothing to lose by tuning in, only things to gain. So stop reading my review and subscribe and listen now. It's a must.
0: Well, I'm just like, crying hard over I, here <laughs> <laughs> what who's that from
1: liz palmer 1112
0: liz thank you so much um oh guys it can be hard to do things i just really want to say you know we talk about taking massive freaking action and we talk about creating a life you love uh it doesn't mean it's easy as eric lovingly said to me last night it's going to be hard (laughs) and I of course I know it's going to be hard I don't expect it to be easy but when it's really hard and you want to doubt everything that's when you're like wait should it be this hard and I just want to give you my testimony that it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong It just means it's hard. (laughs) And we genuinely hope that this podcast um, helps you through those hard times and helps you get to the other side of it. That's what I hope. So Liz, I want you to shoot us an email to awesomewithalison at thealisonshow.com and send us your uh, mailing address so we can get you those goodies from Perfectly Posh. The rest of you, remember, sharing is caring. If you appreciated this podcast in any way, sharing about it is the most helpful thing you can do for us share with jordan Fernie, share with gabrielle blair what parts of the podcast spoke to you thank them if you have something you want to thank them for again i love you guys and i want to remind you only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be eric what are you going to take us out on uh
1: this is called i got you from our urban magic collection at pleasant pictures music club